All right, now we get the opportunity to speak with two lovely ladies uh, that were here to talk on behalf of KLJ, which seems like a pretty unique and interesting company. We've got Corey Arith and Daphne Sen. And uh, Daphne, you're the project manager. Am I for for what's good? What, well pad designs is that was that what you guys do is yes so um i specialize in well i started out with road design so i do uh, access road design to the well pads and then um for a couple of companies we actually do the well pad the civil well pad design so basically the earthwork and the um, stormwater ditches and stripping of the topsoil and things like that well, so i'm a civil engineer Okay. All right. See, in, and then you, you focus more on the environmental impacts themselves, right? And the soil itself. Is that? Yeah. So I essentially, I kind of started the beginning before Daphne completes her designs. We just make sure that all permits are obtained as far as environmental permits. Like there's wetlands, Dakota skipper habitat, cultural resources are avoided. And then she works around those. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we, we don't want to place the pad or the road on any of those things. So, And, yep. then, and then we also don't want any stormwater um, eroding and then causing sediment to leave the site and impacting any of those things either. Right. Okay. And then I will kind of help with that process. So she'll make her pre- preliminary design. We just make sure that nothing was missed. And then I'll come back after they're all done too. And sometimes we'll work on SWIP inspections or your stormwater pollution prevention plan inspections and um, again just ensure that the site is protected until it gets 70% vegetation established. Yeah so they monitor the BNPs. The BNPs are like the uh, straw wattles and erosion control blanket and they make sure her her inspectors go out and make sure they're not filling with sediment and if they are she lets the uh, owner know so that they can get it cleaned up. Or if they're failing and need to be replaced or any of that type of Situation. I can also help too with sometimes trickier soils on um, providing a seed mixture that works the best for that type of soil too. So, yeah. so it's like a full collaborative process to help companies be able to effectively set up their well pads in a way that's not going to get them into trouble, is not going to cause any harm to the, the vegetation and soil around it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it seems like mm-hmm. to me. I'm in my head. It's the weirdest thing, but I'm like reading through your bios, and in my head, I'm envisioning you as like an exterior designer. I like to think of it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, you guys have got to be well sought after right now, especially with such heavy focus on ESG across North Dakota, across the nation, really. But we stay busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, it's good work. And it's, it's good that we work together and that again, helps make it completely dynamic and, yeah. I think it's missed. <laughs> yeah. Because, and the thing is that the, uh, operators are not required to have a civil engineer design, especially if it's on private land, which most well sites probably are. And so they can just do like a traditional well plat package, which is, they still have to have the surveyor involved, but for the actual civil part, there's, it's just a drafter that balances the earthwork and shows you a square on the piece of paper, basically. But what we're saying is if you spend a little bit more money up front for that design, then you save money in the long run because you're avoiding all those things that we're talking about, like, you know, fines and stuff from agencies because you have impacted a wetland accidentally or you have muddy messes on your pad because you didn't plan ahead and and plan for the stormwater that's going to be coming onto the pad. 
So that's what we're trying to convince these operators, that if they just spend a little bit more money up front, then maybe they'll save money in the long run. Well, it kind of seems like it'd be a really viable option for most of these companies just, again, because of the focus that's being put on the environment yep. and how it's being taken care of or or not, depending yep. on the situation. So you guys were probably ahead of the curve then when, because this focus, it feels, it feels to me, and I could be wrong, it feels like this focus kind of came in maybe five, six years ago is when it really started getting pushed pretty heavy. Um, you were already de- working by then, weren't you? I mean, KLJ has been. Oh yeah. Well, KLJ has been, we do, we do a lot more. KLJ does, you know, transportation, municipal work, uh, aviation. Yeah. yeah. So we do all of that. Uh, we are in more of the oil field side of things with KLJ, but yeah, KLJ as a whole does all kinds of other practices. Well, and the both of you have, have experience going back quite, quite some time, it seems. Yeah. I, KLJ was my first job out of college. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. They, they must they must treat their employees pretty well if you're wanting yeah. to stay for... They are good. Yeah. They yeah. are a good company. Yes. I worked for the Natural Resources Conservation Service for eight years before coming to KLJ, and I've been at KLJ for six years now, so... That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the best part? What's the most fascinating part about designing these locations? I mean... It, the best part of it every project is different every project has a different challenge yeah the the different challenges um i also enjoy working with my clients or you know you you form this relationship with your clients and then and they they trust you and i don't know it's just kind of uh rewarding yeah for me it's it's a little bit of balance right so it's it's nice because you don't have to choose one or the other, right? You can actually help them problem solve to have the least amount of impact on any of the environmental stuff, right? That's what's nice and working with Daphne and she, I give her the problems and she thinks around them. <laughs> yeah. That's a good team. It That's is. That means. It, it is. is a very good team. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see yourself using your environmental knowledge background to go into the oil and energy industry? Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, I, balance right there's balance and you can't shut everything down you can't not improve a road right that's going to improve safety there's other things that I feel like I still provide a lot of conservation and protect a lot more because of the position that I'm in I'm helping our clients do better so so what do you what do you okay how do you guys feel about the ESG standards across the state of North Dakota I guess sure i me neither (laughs) well i wonder if it even had an opportunity to really impact you if you were already i mean again looking towards those environmental solutions i wonder it might not have impacted you too terrible much then i mean did you did you feel any kind of an impact from the from the scrutiny that no not being added or no 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 not really no because again yeah a lot of our clients were already already in that position yeah yeah they're nice. moving into that. Yeah, and again, our our clients are top-notch. I mean, mm-hmm. they'd go above and beyond. It's, it's not just what they have to do. They do a really good job of actually, mm-hmm. again, taking care of the land, being a good neighbor. Yeah. They're from here, too, so 
this is their home. Does it ever frustrate you when you see media talking about how toxic and bad for the environment that that the oil industry, oil and gas industry is? I mean, do you ever look at that and go, oh my goodness, if they only knew what work we're doing? Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel like they're an easy target, but nobody actually sees the upfront work and time that they put into it. One project is a year minimum, isn't it? Yeah. You, there's so much. From start to finish, yeah, at least a year. And again, everything that they put at the beginning, I, they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, that year, is that is that with all the permits and everything, or does that elongate the process because of all the different obstacles to gain permits for all those different things? Well, it depends on the location. Some are obviously going to be, depend. you know, like if it's on federal land, that's going to be a lot longer process. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say for that, it's probably at least a year just for like if it's on private land. Yeah. But yes, I, I mean... That includes everything from the well. There's a lot of stuff that happens up front that we don't even that we're not even involved in. Right. That they handle. So. Yeah, lots I guess of it moving could be. pieces. Yeah, lots <laughs> of moving pieces. There are a lot of hours that get put into a project mm-hmm. before it is actually constructed. Yeah. Nice. So then, how many projects do you guys work on at one time? If each project takes over a year. At one time? Boy. <laughs> it, depends it depends on the time of the year. Yeah, or yeah. what year. Like last yeah. year, this time, we probably weren't doing much of anything. Right. But um, I don't know, in the middle of the summer. Because, yeah, when you, so you'll start a project, and then you'll get a new one like a few weeks later. So they have, they're at different spots. Different stages. In each, yeah, in each project. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know either. I, there's, it's just a revolving door. Yeah, it just keeps coming. And so. then if you just have projects coming in, you just bring in more people to help you out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. So then here's the question: When you're looking at all these different projects, you said every project is different. Was there one project that stuck out in your mind uh, for the obstacles or for the things that you were finding as you're trying to design this? Was was there one that sticks out in your mind, or like this one? This thing was crazy. <laughs> There's always that one. It seems like you have one a year that yeah. you're like, this one is yeah. going to fight us until the end. Yeah. There's like several of those ones. Yeah. But, but again, they're just a different challenge and yeah, it, you look at other options yeah. and cross that bridge and <laughs> get through it. Yep. So then what is the most prominent difficulty that your clients, that you found that your, your clients do have during this Hmm. Solutions for all kinds of different problems. You don't That's just it. It's, it's, it seems like they're fairly equal. I mean, environmental yeah. constraints are a lot, right? There's a lot with that, but then topography, yeah. soils. I mean, it really, truly yeah, depends. Every single one is just a different combination of different things that you have to plan around but yeah yeah i was thinking the environmental constraints and then also uh erosion like stormwater issues right because that's a big thing that's the whole reason we were kind of doing that presentation is because we see that 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 they deal with actually they didn't really this year because we didn't have any storm or rain rain. (laughs) everything was dry i was like this is not a good year to have this presentation (laughs) nobody sees ponds on their pads but yeah i think that that's a big one erosion and so so previously that was that was a pretty big issue then was the erosion the runoff from the rainwater what does that do what does that do to the well pad i mean what 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 difficulties does that create it just creates a muddy mess because the water is trapped on the pad or it's not draining off the pad and it's the equipment and the vehicles are driving through it and making this rutted up mess and just 
causes issues. And then before Forts. you know it, it's leaving the pad yep. and going onto the farmer's land next door, and he's mad. Or it's having gullies on the side slopes, or it's the... And then when you have that, again, you need to go back out and start from square one, right? Regrade it, reseed yeah. it, restabilize it, start over to try to get vegetation to grow. So yeah. that's the key. Is getting yeah, it's the worst whenever it's a newer pad. So then, yeah. yes, you don't even have your vegetation established, and then it's just creating headaches yeah. for them. Wait, so hold up. So when you're designing these pads, you, you're you're going all the way back in, and after they're put together, you're replanting vegetation? To, Around them, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you're like, yeah, like you master mean, gardeners in the oil field. That's crazy. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, because you don't want any exposed soils because yeah. that's where you're going to have your problems. So yep. you Once you that. get roots in the ground, that's going to hold the soil together. It allows water to move into the soil profile versus running on the top and cutting. Huh. Um, yeah, cutting your slopes and... Yeah. causing sediment to leave the site so well, that's really cool mm-hmm. and then in my what popped up into my mind is that if you have all that vegetation around there then it's kind of like one more way of being able to tell if the pad is functioning properly because the vegetation is going to give an indication if there's some problems right True. yeah mm-hmm. i mean and on your so side slopes for sure that's mm-hmm. gonna yeah stop that's yeah. really really cool i got that never occurred to me that you'd be actually planting stuff around there but that makes perfect sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we don't do the planting. No, but. we do. <laughs> and it's not like fancy trees and plants. And no. no. <laughs> but, it but it is. It does sound fun when you think it that way. Yeah. There, there is thought behind it, though. Like yes. In yeah. our presentation, we had talked, like, certain plants love certain soils, so match them up, right? Because if you don't, that just it's probably not going to grow. So, again, you want something that's going to love the soil that it's in. It'll establish faster. And, again, the faster yeah. it gets established the less problems mm-hmm. you have fair enough mm-hmm. out of curiosity does does do putting these the, the well pads on the land does that do anything to the soil does that like change the ph balance like what is that what does that mess with have you found it to be detrimental in any way to the environment putting those on there no because it's all native soil so very seldom do you bring anything in that's not from that location Right. So they will strip the topsoil. They'll keep that topsoil in a pile so when they actually reclaim it, it's the actual topsoil that they took from that site. And when they regrade it out to go back to the original contours, it's still the soil that used to be there. Yeah. So there's like there's like way more planning that goes into this than most people realize. I mean, all the way down to after the well is completed and needs to be reclaimed, they've got a pile of soil they're waiting to reclaim the area. That's mm-hmm. that I don't I don't think I've ever heard anything about that aspect mm-hmm. of of the process. Yeah. So that's kind of that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know. That's, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Is there is there anything that you would like to focus on? Is there is there something that you think you know people should probably be hearing about that you know if they weren't able to come to the conference and hear your you talk? What do you think should be spread? I think basically what we all, what we discussed. You know that um, the if you do a little bit more planning up front and. Um, design then you can probably avoid some of those things mm-hmm. that upfront thoughtful planning equals minimizing and mitigating risk <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was a line from our presentation <laughs> very nice very nice yes well, i so thank you so much i really appreciate it thank, thank you, you.